I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everyone and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. My name is David Weeder, and I am so glad that you are here today. Come on in, grab a seat, relax, but keep your catchers out. We're going to be going through a lot of stuff today, and it's really, really good. Get your Bible, get your notebook, grab you a cup of coffee or tea or water, whatever you like, because we're going to be getting into the Word today. Let's start off with a with a word of prayer, and then we'll get right into it. Father, I thank you so much for what you've brought to me to bring to the people today. It's so vitally important in our lives, particularly in these days in which we live. And I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I ask you that not one person be unchanged by the power of the living God. In whatever area of life they need manifestation of that power, I'm asking you, sir, show up big in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I tell you, it has been so interesting. Um, my spiritual father, Brother Kenneth Copeland, I've heard him say so many times over the years that the vast majority of what he preaches, he gets as he's praying over his partner letter that he writes every month to his partners and praying over his partners and praying over that letter and what goes into that letter and the Lord will just start showing him things. And he ends up preaching basically to his partners and everybody else gets to listen in. And it's been so interesting uh, to me because I've seen exactly the same thing. I, I, I write my partners a letter every single month and I seek the Lord and pray and, and, and pray over the partners every day. And all of a sudden, just in, in praying over them and praying over what the Lord would have me to, to teach and share with them, and here it comes, and here it comes. And these broadcasts, I, there's a huge part of these broadcasts that come out of that time with the Lord on behalf of my partners. Thank you, partners. I appreciate you and love. We, Lynn and I love you with all of our heart, and we just wanted you to know that. It's just so good to have partners, to get this uncompromised word of faith all over the world. And that's what you're doing. Man, I'm just, I'm in awe of what the Lord has done. We're in Australia, and there's books going out, and it's just... It's marvelous in our eyes. It's definitely the work of the Lord because I didn't have any, it ain't me. Let me just put it that way. It's all, it's all the Lord. Glory to God. Well, let's get into the word today. Uh, this is kind of a, it's a topic that not very many people are familiar with. They're, they're, they're used to the term in the name of Jesus. But they, you know, sadly, to a large extent, in the name of Jesus, has almost been 
become a tagline. You know, it's something that you finish your prayer up with. But oh my, 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 it is so much more than that. If you haven't watched them, you really need to go back. You can find them on our YouTube channel. There's a three-part series on faith in the name. And you really need to go back and, and listen and study those messages. There's so much in the name. And that's what we're going to look at today. You know, Brother Hagen remembered uh, when he was just, a, as he said, a, a young Baptist boy preacher, just starting off, he was uh, uh, listening to a minister of the gospel, a Baptist minister of the gospel, who also taught in, in seminary. And this gentleman said something that just always stuck with Brother Hagen, and obviously it's, it's always stuck with me, because I'm sure if you've listened to many of these broadcasts, you've heard me talk about it before. But when studying the things of God and the things in the Scripture, it's like climbing a mountain. And you can climb up one side of a mountain and you've got a particular view. I mean, you see certain trees and certain rocks and, you know, certain plants and all that stuff. But if you go around the other side of that same mountain and you climb up there, you're going to see different trees and, and, and different rocks and boulders and different streams and, and things like that. Well, which, which is right? I mean, it's the same mountain. Which view is right? It depends on which side of the mountain you're on. They're both right. Just depends on what you're learning and examining at the time. And this is what we're, that's the case with today's broadcast. We're going to be looking at your location in the name. Not, I'm not talking in this particular situation. I'm not talking about your power of attorney to use the name of Jesus. I'm talking about the geographical location of in the name of Jesus. Turn with me over to Proverbs. We're going to be looking at Proverbs 18 and verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, he's talking about us, remember? 2 Corinthians 5.17, we have been made the righteousness of God. So this is us. The righteous runneth into it, into the name, into the strong tower that is the name, and is safe. <laughs> Glory to God. I ain't been here, but just a couple minutes done. Preach me happy. The righteous run into the strong tower that is the name and are safe. You know, the message translation, I'm going to be sticking pretty close to my notes today because there's some, there's some things in here that I want to make sure not to miss. The message translation of Proverbs 18.10 says, God's name is a place of protection. Good people can run there and be safe. So the name of the Lord is, the name of Jesus is so much more than, although it is, the authority and the power in which we operate, it is also a place in which we operate. And I want to point something else. It says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. 
Well, it's not intended to be somewhere that we duck in and out of as we need it. Go over with me to Colossians. The book of Colossians. And we're going to be going to chapter 3. And we're going to read verse 17. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, that pretty much covers it. Whatsoever and word and deed, that's pretty much got the whole thing covered. <laughs> whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all of it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Well, the only way that you can do everything that you do, everything that you say in the name is to live there. Live and abide in that name, in the strong tower that is a place for your protection. Glory to God. Isn't that outstanding? That is just wonderful. This is what David was talking about in Psalm 91. Go on over there with me. Psalm 91, glory to God. Such a powerful psalm that is so vitally important for the believer to know and live in. And you're about to see that. We're going to go through the whole psalm. And we're starting verse 1, obviously. He that dwells. Okay, so here we are back to living. Okay. He that lives in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. Now he said it twice. Under the shadow of the Almighty. So you can just as well read that. He that lives in the secret place of the Most High shall live under the shadow of the Almighty. This is where we supposed to live. We supposed to? Boy, that was good, wasn't it? This is where we are supposed to live in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Now, I want you to notice something very interesting here that most people just kind of skim over. In verses 1 and 2 of the 91st Psalm, David lists and names four separate names of God. Now, why didn't he just say, uh, uh, he dwelt in the secret place of the Lord, abide under the shadow of the Lord, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my Lord, and in him I will trust. And just use the same word the whole way through. Well, we're going to, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. We're going to see the real, the reason why later you already see a little bit of it, I think, but stick with me here. Okay. He uses four separate distinct names of God in these first two verses. 
First, he talks about the Most High. Dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That word for God is Elyon, and it literally means supreme. That's a good way to start out a chapter, don't you think? He that dwells in the secret place of the supreme God. Glory to God. The next he uses is under the shadow of the Almighty. Now that word is shade, and it literally means all mighty. There ain't no one more mighty than the Almighty. You got it? So now we've got the supreme God, the Almighty God, and then we've got Lord. I will say of the Lord, which is Yahweh. Excuse me, Yehovah. Excuse me, uh, Yahweh is a whole different name. <laughs> Yehovah, which means it's the national Jewish name of God, and it means eternal. So now we've got the eternally supreme, eternally almighty God. This just keeps getting better and better and gooder and gooder. <laughs> Tell you what. Now, he goes on, and the fourth one is my God. In him will I trust. Well, that word God is Elohim, and it means exceedingly great and mighty. Hallelujah. Four distinct separate names of God. Do you think he's do you think David's trying to get something over to us? So now he's talked about the different different not all the different but some of the different names of God here so let's go ahead and read down I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God in him will I trust so then what well surely of a surety he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler Satan's the one who's always trying to foul things up he's trying to trick you and trap you and deceive you and from the noisome pestilence. My brother and sister, if we are not living in a day of noisome pestilence, I'd like you for you to tell me what would be. This pestilence, which is a contagious disease and sickness, okay, so we're, we, we have experienced that all over the earth recently. And it has been so noisome. You can't turn on a TV uh, radio, you can't look on social media. You, this thing is making noise all over, like yakety, 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 yak. I mean, it is literally a noisome pestilence. And right there, surely he shall deliver thee from the noisome pestilence. You should have no fear, none whatsoever. Give it no reverence whatsoever. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth, the word, is our shield and buckler. The Bible says that his word is truth. Thou shalt not be afraid. We talked about that a lot last week. And we talked about it the week before. This all ties together. Thou shalt not be afraid. For the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. 
nor for the pestilence. Now we're back to contagious and infectious diseases. Do not be afraid of them. We looked at that in Matthew 24, talking about the, the end times, when Jesus is going through all the things that are going to happen in the end times. But yet, do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Here's why. Glory to God. Spelled out for us. Nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction at, that wastes at noonday, because a thousand could fall at your side, 10,000 could fall at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Faith in the word, faith in the name, we'll see to it. He's faithful to watch over his word. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. It'd be like watching a bad movie on a TV screen. Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge. Oh, that's interesting. It kind of changed up there, didn't it? Now, David's talking here. Now, he said back, he said in verse 2, I will say of the Lord. Okay, so that's David's talking. I will say of the Lord. That's me talking. David, David, you know, I like him. I will say of the Lord. But now we've got a different thing here. Now, because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge. Well, I don't have time or the ability in the studio here to illustrate this like I like to, but basically Jesus is narrating this psalm. Now you go back and read it and, and check this out. Jesus is narrating this song, psalm. David says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Then the next verse says, surely he shall deliver thee. Now Jesus is talking. You done said your part. Now Jesus says his part. Surely he, the Father, shall deliver thee, you that said this. You see it? All right. I will say of the Lord. Now Jesus steps up. He answered. He answers just like he answered the, the servant from Jairus' house. Surely he, the Father, will deliver you that said that from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. This is Jesus talking the rest of the way down through here. Now this verse makes a whole lot more sense because thou that made that original statement has made the Lord, which is my refuge, Jesus' refuge, even the most high your habitation. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague, bless God, come near your household. For he, the Father, shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Remember Hebrews chapter 1. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us who are heirs of salvation? Glory to God. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. Now we've got someone else about to talk here. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Now the Father himself, God Almighty, under whose wings we live, is talking. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. 
I will set him on high because he has known my name. You got it? Listed four of them in the first two verses. Because he has known my name. He shall call upon me. He shall call upon that name and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And yes, he's talking about us with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Glory to God. Now, we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to study some detail here. These last few verses are just power packed, rich in revelation. Look here at 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Now, let me share just an absolutely delicious morsel of the word with you. If you look, like I said, you got to do a little digging. Look in the, look in, you get your, get your Strong's Concordance, look in the Hebrew. That word on high is exactly the same word that is translated safe in Proverbs 18. 10. The righteous runneth into it, into the name, into the strong tower that is the name. They run into it and are safe. That's exactly the same word that says, I will set him on high. I will make him safe. Glory to God. You see that? Isn't the word of God rich? I will, I will make him safe because he has known my name. He runs into it and it's a strong tower. Are you seeing it? Glory to God. You got to be able to see that. That's as plain as the Hebrew on the page. <laughs> oh, this stuff's fun. And I want to I draw your attention to something else and you're just going to kind of stick it over there and we're going to come back to it. He shall call upon me he has known because he has known my name. He shall call upon me. He shall call upon that name. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Deliver him, honor him, and with long life will I satisfy him. And I will show him my salvation. All right. Stick that up there for a minute because we're going to come back to that towards the end of this broadcast. But I want to show you this in real application. David wasn't just a preaching. Brother Hagen, you know, he, uh, <laughs> when Ken Hagen Jr. was, uh, was little, he asked his mama, he said, uh, all them stories that, that, that daddy says, uh, are those true or is he just a preacher? <laughs> and his mom said, no, 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 they're, they're, they're true. They're true. Well, I want to show you, David wasn't just a preacher. Go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. And we're going we're gonna to read quite a few scriptures, but we're going to kind of be skipping down through here because I want to see, I want to show you some import and, and, and let the story flow for you. So we're going to start in verse four. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Goth, whose height was six cubits and a span. Dude was big. And he had, now get this, 
He had a helmet of brass upon his head. He was armed with a coat of mail. The weight of his coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. How can you miss the guy when he's got a target? And the staff on his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. And one bearing a shield went before him. We got spears, we got shields, we got swords. He stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and you servants of Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall you be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Great pomp and circumstance. You see all the weaponry, the sword, the, the shield, the spear. Ah, yeah. David spoke unto the men that stood by him and said, What shall be done with the man that kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He doesn't have a covenant with God, is what he was saying. Now, let's get down here. Uh, let's look at verse 43, and the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I'll give the, your flesh unto the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. Bless God. He was in the name. I don't care what Goliath had. Spears, uh, 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 yeah, swords. <laughs> got my tongue wrapped around my IT. Didn't know what I was about to say. Swords, shields, spears, pomp and circumstance. He could have had a biological weapon. He could have had a nuclear weapon. David was inside that name. Now go back. I want you to, I want to draw your attention back to, to Psalm 91. Remember I told you to stick it right up there. Whoever, he, he shall call upon me and I will show him my salvation. This is in our covenant too. Go to Romans very quickly. We're almost out of time, but I got to show you this. Romans chapter 10. And look at... Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when you live inside that name and you call upon the name of Jesus, you will be protected, delivered. That word sozo, you'll run into it. And you'll be protected, healed, delivered, set free, glory to God. No calamity can come near you. No virus can come near your household. No accident can be there. No, no, no. Live in that name. Let the love of God 
be towards you because he loves you. He's never against you. I love you. And Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make these broadcasts possible. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. And you can also listen to our broadcasts on iTunes. Contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at one 800 988-5380 to send praise reports, request prayer, or for more information about our ministry and how to become a partner.